Hello and welcome everybody. This is Wildstorm Addiction, episode number 54 for December 2015. I'm Ben Murphy. And I'm Joe David Solis. This month, we will be reviewing issue number seven of the Midnighter Solo series. And just as a reminder, we do spoil these issues. However, it's halfway through the month, and even though sales are declining, go boost them back up. Yeah, I already, I already offered for them to get number, what was it, eight for 74 cents last month? Yeah. <laughs> <After> DCBS. <laughs> what more do you want? <laughs> it's a really good deal. Um, there's no news for the month. You know, we, we had the double month that we did number five and number six in November. So we're just catching back up to our normal stride here. Uh, nothing really released that we knew of. Uh, Joe, did you find anything out, uh, from the Facebook crew, uh, about possibly seeing wild, wildcats in, uh, the Grayson title? No, they were all, uh, surprised by that news and, uh, I didn't see anything following up, not even in the solicits that just came out for, for March titles for DC. Um, I don't know if you got a chance to look at them, but even Grayson didn't really show anything. Yeah, that's that's kind of what I concurred to. Nothing really going on out there. So uh, another month, no more listener mail again. No love out there for us anymore. <laughs> uh, we'll see. We've held on before. <laughs> that's true. All right. That's all I got for this month. Joe, you want to kick it off? All right. So we have Midnighter number seven, which is released on December the 2nd, written by Steve Orlando with art by Akko and Hugo Petrus and cover by Akko and Romulo Fajardo Jr. It just rolls um, off the tongue, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so after having a um, up and down... uh time with the series lately uh this was i think the cover uh says it all when you have the uh says the fight of his life and he got a bloody midnighter on the cover (laughs) yeah probably more blood than than uh is allowed in a dc comic and speaking of things that are allowed in a dc comic uh i was surprised that they use the the word (laughs) a-hole in its entirety in the opening page (laughs) oh yeah i didn't even think about it yeah, uh, and you got uh, Prometheus's parents. Um, apparently, they were like a modern day Bonnie and Clyde, and uh, and Prometheus got to grow up watching them uh, run all kinds of heists and things. And uh, of course, it eventually led to their their death in the middle of a heist. And so he, um, you know, that's what messed up Prometheus as a kid. And from there, it uh, gives a pretty good synopsis of of uh, what he went through um, even mentions that he stole the cosmic key, you know, which uh, I feel like I remember reading about that at some point, but at this point with all the changes and the new 52 back and not back and then back to the way it was, I don't know what's what anymore. <laughs> so, <laughs> so as of this issue, he has had the cosmic key in the past. <laughs> if you need to know more about that, uh, just go to your friendly Wikipedia. <laughs> Um, yeah, that's something that I'm, I'm sort of unfamiliar with. Yeah. 
one of the many powerful artifacts in the DC universe. As we find out, apparently the place, uh, I mean, he kind of mentions it later in the issue, but the, the setup for the for the fight is actually in a house that is supposed to be Midnightish from when he was a kid, and it's just Prometheus says he can help construct it from uh, Midnighter's memories. So we waste no time in getting into this huge uh, battle between him and Prometheus in the middle of this house, and um, Prometheus proclaiming that uh, it's you know it was no, there was no justice in his parents dying, and that that's why he's. Uh, it's his job to kill superheroes, basically. And um, here it, it states, if and correct me if I'm wrong, that he stole God Garden tech in order to help build this suit that he has, which is kind of like a new origin for him, because uh, he's had many. <laughs> um, although it's the same design, like I mentioned last time from the Grant Morrison run. And so uh, him and Midnighter have a a, a very long knockdown drag out fight uh, beautifully illustrated by Akko right up into the point where they uh, they are you know beaten and bloody and Prometheus's helmet has been destroyed by Midnighter and Prometheus is threatening Midnighter that if he if he was to you know kill him that uh, he claims to know Midnighter's true origin and that if Midnight, you know, finishes him off, he'll never find out who he is. Uh, but Midnighter chooses to uh, violently. I thought it's it's a headbutt. <laughs> Help me uh, <laughs> verbalize Akko's double page panel here. It looks like a headbutt, but also with uh, double palms to the head to the temples <laughs> in a crazy spread that. Uh, it's it's hard, and it looks like uh, it, there's different parts of his memory that are, you know, blasting all over the place. I don't know that that's what it looked like to me. <laughs> yeah, but basically, you know, it's the whole you know Midnighter tells him, you know, he knows exactly who he is, and he doesn't need Prometheus to tell him otherwise. And then when uh, thinking he's going to leave Prometheus there, you know, defeated, uh, Prometheus uses the nifty little cosmic key to escape. And um, at that point, we have a, kind of a, a semi-long uh, epilogue where apparently Midnighter has a new uh, love interest who's... Uh, is he an artist? I couldn't pick that up on that or not if he was like a... Because I kept feeling like he was holding a canvas there when they were talking. But maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. Yeah, it, it did look like that. Um, I'm not really sure. I guess I guess he could be, but he has the same name as you know one of the people that he was dating before. I couldn't quite tell if it was the same Jason as prior or not. So mm, it's possible. And then uh, you know he revisits Marina, you know, by talking to her, asking how she's doing, even though she's still in jail. <laughs> and a uh, really cool scene of a uh, Midnighter riding on top of a uh, train in the city while he's talking to her. And then uh, a great little moment here when uh, uh, apparently Apollo is reciting in Opal City and Midnighter has sent him a, uh, a photograph that he found of himself when he was young 
in the house that Prometheus built and uh, sent it as a little gift to Andrew. And then we get uh, probably a more a more true epilogue and uh, also acting as a prologue for what's coming next, which uh, we see uh, Deadshot infiltrating a building here. And uh, apparently it's to steal uh, the Perdition Pistol, which is another uh, powerful artifact in the DC Universe. And uh, so that appears to just be set up for the next arc, which we already know Suicide Squad's coming. And then um, Midnighter chooses to end end all this craziness back at Al's Mass uh, by having a drink. <laughs> so, very high octane, high powered issue to end to end this uh, first arc, which is uh, I guess ended up being seven issues instead of six. So. They could have taken five out, and it would have been all buttoned up. Yeah. <laughs> they probably should have taken five out. That was a that was a great issue, man. It beautiful to look at. You know, Akko never ceases to amaze me. It was really cool to see the setup in issue number six and what we thought was such a a, a big cliffhanger with you know him being stabbed in the heart and you know confused and then big baddie prometheus steps up to the plate but that whole issue you got to see that house and then just not know that you know it's really set up for midnighter to begin with and and just all the ramifications of it and and then to see that house destroyed and and then all the all the little details in the middle of their fight to see that oh that really is Midnighter's house like just to the T that he had he had put together for him. It's really cool to see. And then yeah, at the end of the issue just going through all all the people that he could actually rely on and and you know, when he talks about he knows who he is and, and he does have people in his life to to kind of build him up and, and hold him accountable and not yeah, I mean, he is a killer, but he's a killer of killers, and he might be ultra-violent, but he still has people in his life that he loves and, and can be there for him. So there is some normalcy in his life that, that kind of keep him grounded from being a complete psychopath. And then just to see uh, Akko take on some some big uh, characters in the DC universe that, you know, with his treatment, just the spread of a dead shot is just it's gorgeous i love it each and every panel that he does it's so fun to so fun to check out and and see what's going on and and really dig into it and and understand it at some level too like you said the two-page spread like the knockout punch headbutt karate chop to the temples like just looking at all the little uh little fragments and and information that he's trying to you know, pull out of uh, Prometheus's head of, of his past and what he knows. It's just really slick. Fun to see Apollo and get his his own page there, and, and hopefully that's more to come of that. Just, uh, I, I, I'm much more hopeful about this title after the last two issues. I really enjoyed it. You know, I'm just going to forget that five never really happened. I understood that there was some story behind there but it didn't really it's not that the story didn't fit well but just you know it 
it stood out in contrast of of the work that this team uh, that started it had done from the start that just kind of graded. So I'm going to try to forget it as best as I can. Yeah, well, I think overall, you know, it was just, it was, it was kind of an odd storyline to begin with because it, 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 it had a good setup and then you kind of, like we talked about, it almost started seeming like they're doing almost like freak of the week, you know, and it didn't really need to be that if, if, uh, you know, we were working up to a, you know, a, a, a DC villain that hadn't really been used in a little while and, interesting choice to just all of a sudden throw in in a Midnighter title. <laughs> so I guess if nothing else, it establishes him as a character and, you know, it's definitely a good sampling of him, I guess. So you had him go, you know, on a lot of one-on-one fights. I mean, even a multiplex, you know, that was just all cannon fodder. <laughs> so it should be interesting to see him go up against a team next, you know, if he's going to go up against Suicide Squad. And uh, that's probably what this title needs. I think, like we were talking about that with Grayson, you know, it uh, it needs to keep building into bigger, bigger things. And uh, uh, Suicide Squad's a, a good choice, but again, I contest. Just put Batman in here for a few issues and <laughs> see if the sales spike. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we're down uh, for the month of November. We're down to twelve thousand, uh, rounding up to two hundred. So it's uh down to one hundred and sixty first monthly rank. So we lost another eleven hundred from October to November. It it'll be interesting to see if that number goes up. I know Prometheus is a semi obscure character, so I don't know if that'll matter. And then just to see Deadshot at the end here, see if that triggers anything in going into uh the January pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> going into the January issue. We'll see if that if that moves the needle at all. It's really a shame because I really enjoyed this title. And it's and I think it has legs. And I think um from other people that are reviewing this title, you know, there's a couple other uh online publications that, you know, read every every issue <laughs> it seems like that DC puts out and everybody seems to really dig this title is as one of the strongest ones that it, that's out right now. It's just, uh, I think it's being missed by a lot of people. Yeah, well, I know the same month that um, the number 10 just got solicited. It, uh, it's a really cool cover of a parasite chomping on a skeleton of Midnight. <laughs> I don't know if you got to see that. I didn't. So I'm hoping that uh, those kind of shocking covers will gain some interest and you know, like I said, it's got Parasite, which is a big Superman villain. So, and then, you know, we have two more months, uh, before it actually hits number 12, which is a full year for the title. Yeah. And that's always, uh, stressful to, <laughs> to try to see if it's going to last after that. I know too that, um, that the month that number 10 comes out. That's when a bunch of the number 50s are coming out for a lot of the titles that started with the new 52, like Batman, Superman, you know, action comics, detective comics, they're all hitting issue 50. So uh, they were all getting their um, Superman, Batman alternate covers, where basically it was just the poster, and then where it rips away, you know, it shows the title of that 
particular issue. But of course, Midnighter didn't get one of those. So, <laughs> right. So, um, just other sightings uh, over the past month. Uh, we had mentioned it, I think, last month that there may be a couple things coming up. So, Grayson number fourteen uh, had Lady Tron and Midnighter in there. Midnighter was just kind of there. Um, he didn't really have any part of the action uh, with Grayson and Lady Tron was with Grayson the whole time. And he actually used her quite a bit um, to do his bidding and get through a, a sticky situation, uh, which was kind of funny. So I, I have a good feeling. Um, we may see a lot more characters coming up, but yeah, it's really weird that nobody's really mentioned anything about it, especially as you start looking at the Grayson solicits and the, go forward midnighter solicits um, what's going on between those two titles to see that there may be a, a new introduction coming up maybe at the beginning of the summer that's possible i will say that uh i thought the treatment of lady tron and grace in number 14 was pretty spot on yeah it, it really did feel like maxine and uh so that was good to see it's hard to say that she fit in there because she still feels like she belongs to the Wallstrom universe, in my opinion, but she did play well with Grayson as a character, you know, so the way they bounced off each other, and she was still witty, and, you know, whoever wrote her, I don't know if they did their research, but it was definitely Maxine. Ah, so somebody actually picked up a title, huh? <laughs> I told you I'm doing those digitally as long as you <laughs> tell me that there's somebody Wildstorm in characters in it, yeah. <laughs> Alright, well, I'm not gonna go over the the solicits because we already kind of hit those but uh midnighter number eight will be coming out on january 8th so go ahead and pick that up in two weeks midnighter number nine will release on february 3rd and that's just the continuation probably some grayson tie-ins and uh suicide squad as we discussed and then um it's either gonna hit See, I didn't see the full solicit come through, but uh, either March 2nd or March 9th will be uh, Midnighter number 10. And also, uh, don't forget that Grayson number 17, I'm going to keep an eye out on that because I, I do believe that's with Wildcats on the title, on the cover, and that's uh, February 24th. But I'm sure we'll be talking about that long before uh, we get even into March. So uh, just go go to your local stores, check them out. keep keep peeking through these issues just to see who's popping up and remember that all these books are available digitally either through dc comics website or comiXology day and date every wednesday yeah and you can continue to uh keep the wallstorm dream alive with our fellow clark's <laughs> bars members all 16 of us um it is a facebook group uh, the best way to find it is just uh once we get the podcast posted just go to our website and go in the show notes and Ben has a direct link to it because uh, you do have to have Facebook in order to join it. And um, Nice dig. <laughs> and you can also continue to follow me over at culturalwormhole.com uh, where I help with the Valiant Future podcast. We just hit three years uh, with that cast, so it's been a lot of fun. Other than that, uh, you want to tell them how to not contact us? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can get a hold of either of us. Joe is twitter.com slash Joe David Solis. You could look me up on Google Plus. I'm pretty easy to find. Uh, Wildstorm Addiction is twitter.com 
slash wildstormaddict. And you can always email us at wildstormaddiction at gmail.com. So, yeah, send us uh, your feedback. Let us know. Guys on the Facebook account, let me know what's going on with any of those uh, sightings. Tell me what you guys think. Uh, We want to hear from you guys. All right. Until the new year, everybody have a great Christmas and uh, happy 2016. Yes, and 24 hours from now, I'll be watching the new Star Wars. Yes. (laughs) No spoilers. No spoilers. (laughs) Uh, Have a good one, everybody. 